You are listening to episode number 18 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about that dreaded scale. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. All right, we are diving into another topic. (laughs) Welcome back. We are going to talk about the scale and our relationship to the scale, what I have learned over the years about it. And really, I want to help you create a better, healthier relationship with the scale. Because most of the time, I feel like we're terrified of it. We're afraid of it. Sometimes it hides in the closet. Sometimes we throw it out completely. And so I want to give you peace of mind that there is no right or wrong way here. I don't think it's a problem if you choose not to weigh yourself, but I want to talk about why. Because so often we are choosing not to weigh ourselves because we don't like our thoughts about ourselves when we get on the scale. We don't like the number. We don't like that it's not moving fast enough. We feel frustration, anxiety, stress, worry, and All of that is in our control. And so we end up giving all of our power to the scale. That's really the issue here that I see happening. So how many times have you like tiptoed very hesitantly, gotten on the scale, held your breath, waiting to see the number move or waiting to see how high is it this week? Or maybe it's tucked away in in a back closet in the, the bottom of a bag or a box or it's somewhere hidden away because you just don't want to look at that number. We just can't stand to see. And especially if you are actively trying to lose weight and then the scale is not moving, it's not moving fast enough or it's not moving at all, it can feel extremely frustrating. And then we start to worry and wonder, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? Why isn't this working? Maybe I just need to exercise more and eat less. Maybe I just need to hit it harder. I need to run even more miles. I need to get that personal trainer or go to even more classes or it it turns into punishment. And then because of that number, we then punish ourselves throughout the day. Well, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I have to restrict. And so it's punishment in the gym. It's punishment with our food and what we're taking away. And all because we just haven't learned how to manage our mind around the number. So I want to offer a new perspective and a new way of looking at it. Because I've talked to women over the years and I've had my own experience with the scale. I want you to know I have been super pissed off and frustrated and hated life and been really upset when I get on the scale and the number has gone up or if the number is staying the same, if it's not going down, it's not going down fast enough. I totally understand. There have been many times in my life where that has happened. There have also been many times where I've talked with other women and They've had similar experiences where they don't want to look in the mirror. They don't want to get on the scale because of the mental beatdown that's going to follow. For many of us, we are afraid of the number and we're afraid because of what we're making it mean. It's not just that the number is a number, right? It's not data. We are looking at it and making that number mean something about ourselves. 
that's really the root issue. We have thoughts about that number. This number is too high. It's not moving fast enough. It's not moving at all. I can't believe I weigh this much. How did I let myself go? All of those, those are our thoughts. Whether they are really conscious or subconscious, I think a lot of times we're just so used to them running through our mind. It's like nothing new. It almost just flies through and we just adopt it as truth. And it becomes really easy then to want to avoid that negative conversation with ourselves. And we want to avoid it by just avoiding the scale. So it's change the circumstance, don't get on the scale, and then I can avoid those thoughts. But the reality is those thoughts still follow us all throughout the day. We still have those thoughts about ourselves. We are just now avoiding the scale. We think we can avoid them or hide from them, but they're still there. We can't ever hide from them. We can't get away from ourselves. And so not only are we trying to hide from the thoughts, we're trying to hide from the feelings. We're trying to hide from the fear, the judgment, the shame, the guilt, the self-loathing, the disappointment, the frustration. That's ultimately what we're trying to get away from. And so rather than doing that, I want us to look at a couple of things. So number one, how do we change the relationship to the scale? How do we get on the scale and just look at it as data? How do we get on the scale and really manage our mind and manage our thoughts about it? That's ultimately what we have to do. We have to stop making that number mean something about us. I have talked to women who have not wanted to tell me their weight, who have wanted to but weren't really sure because they haven't weighed in so long. We have to get honest that that number is just a number. The problem is what you are making that number mean about you. That's really the problem. We need to go to work on changing that conversation. We need to change it before we step on the scale so that no matter what, we talk to ourselves well. I teach clients how to do this, and there is pre-work. There's a couple of questions that I have them fill out, and then there's a couple of questions that I have them complete after they weigh themselves. So that way they can get really honest with themselves about how am I thinking about this number? How do I feel about this number? What am I making this mean? Do I want to choose this or do I want to change this? And then really looking at how do we start to assess and really use this as data? So really looking at, okay, If the scale went up or the scale's not moving, how many times are you overeating this week? Let's go back and track. If you do not have data, that's number one. That's the first thing we want to start with is you need to start by making a plan. You need to start by tracking. No shame, no judgment. It does not take very long. You can make a little spreadsheet tracker yourself. I give clients all the things that they need. The new Body You Crave book is coming out soon. What? I know, I'm so excited. I should be getting the first copy in the mail this week as a proof. I cannot wait. But I have trackers in there. So it's a 60-day food and self-love journal. So it's part book, part journal. And the journal part has what I teach clients. It gives you everything right there so that you can actually track and be consistent. And that's ultimately what we want to look for. So if the scale is staying the same or if it's going up, we can start to see, oh, I had a couple of overeats this week. Oh, I followed my plan 40% of the time. I really was not on track. And we can start to then look at, okay, what is this teaching me? Because the number on the scale is just data. It's just a number. It's information. It's what we should be using then to make different decisions. But if we don't have data from which to pull, it's not going to matter. So I'll give you a great example of how this has shown up for me. 
So I hit my goal weight back in June and my weight fluctuates. It'll go up a pound or two. And there's that kind of daily and even weekly movement. But I was finding that I was maintaining higher and higher. And so instead of maintaining at 124, where my goal weight was, I started maintaining 125 to 126 and then 126 to 127. And then it felt more like 127, 128. But again, I wasn't tracking the number consistently. I kept thinking, all right, I just got to really focus on eating when I'm hungry, stopping it satisfied, but I was not making a plan. I wasn't tracking things very well. And so I didn't have the data to actually look at and see, okay, if I'm not liking my results, what do I need to do differently? So I started, I started planning again. I went back to daily planning. I went back and looking at really making a commitment for weekly planning of, all right, this needs to be a priority. How do I make this fit? How do I work this into our lives? And it's, it, it can feel challenging when we're out of the normal groove and the normal routine, when you know, we're traveling and people are visiting and then we've got this condo and we're doing this, these weekend trips and then the baby's not sleeping like I was planning on him doing and then it's all the things. And so it's, okay, this is the phase of life that I'm in right now. How do I keep these consistent habits? How do I still make time? Really looking at playing with the schedule really trying to see what works, what doesn't work. It's okay to, to try something, to have an idea of, I think this is how this is going to work, and then to have it totally not work that way. That's totally fine. We just want to keep trying new things and looking at, all right, when do I want to do my planning? When do I want to do my journaling? When am I going to assess? When do I make this a priority? Because it is a priority. This is what's going to help. So we need data in order to be able to make sense of that number. We can't just say, well, I don't like that number. We then want to look at, okay, how do I do something productive with it? How do I get honest? And we want to look at where can I improve as well as what was I doing? Because look, there were a lot of things that I was doing right. So I want to look at both. Why is this moving in the way that it is? And it's especially important to do these worksheets and to track and assess when the scale is going down as well, because we want to be mindful of, all right, what have I been telling myself? How have I been thinking and feeling about this process, about food, about my body? How have I been feeling about saying no to certain things? How have I been feeling about following this plan that I create in the morning with the best of intent? You know, I create it in a way that feels doable and I have good intentions, but not everything is on the plan. I, I guarantee for me, There are going to be days where I don't plan nuts. And those are the days where I'm like, man, I could really go for for like some mixed nuts. I would love some cashews and almonds right now. There are going to be days when I don't plan the mini muffins. And I'm going to want the mini muffins on that day. Like I, (laughs) I know that. It's okay. You can do it one of two ways. You can either practice saying, no, I'll plan that tomorrow. Or you can practice making different plans, like trying a different approach a different strategy and saying, hey, here are the savory snacks. Here are the sweet snacks. I get one of each day. I get to pick which one does that look like? Does not mean I get to pick all the snacks. I get to pick one from this list. And that's that's on plan. So if I'm going to have pretzels, I don't have the mixed nuts. If I'm going to have a protein bar, I don't have the cookie or the brownie. Like it, that's how we do it. We, we play with it. We see what's going to work for us. And we just give it a try. And then we use the data to make better decisions. But going back to the scale, we actually want to feel in control around it. We want to stop giving all of the power to this inanimate object. And we want to take that power and take that control back. You get to choose whatever you want. You are the one who is in control here. You are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your feelings. That's what we want to focus on is how do I want to think about this number before I even step on the scale? 
How do I want to think about this number now that I'm stepping off? And getting really honest with ourselves that, hey, sometimes that first thought is not going to be very nice. It's not going to be very good. Catch those thoughts that we need to go into restriction mode. A lot of times the way that it used to happen for me, I would get on the scale and I'd be like, F this. This number's not moving. It's not moving down. Certainly not moving fast enough. That's it. No carbs today. No carbs and no sugar. I could totally do it. And I would just try to willpower and think my way into not eating carbs for the day. But because I ran five miles, my body was craving food. It would crave nuts. It would crave sweets. It would crave carbs because I was not fueling it properly. The restriction led to the binging. The restriction led to the overeating. It led to the off-plan eats. Even though it wasn't quite, I, I didn't quite plan my food back then. I still had this idea of I need to avoid those food. Those foods are bad. I can't lose weight eating those foods. So this past week, the scale was moving back down. And I went to a winery event, still drank wine. I had foods that I enjoyed. I made planning more of a priority. I just got more intentional with what was on the plan and what wasn't. I got more intentional with really listening to my hunger cues because I guarantee if the number is staying the same or it's going up, it's because there is overeating going on. Either you're eating beyond the point of satisfied or you are eating when you're not truly hungry. You're maybe giving into one of those cravings or those urges. That's what we want to start to solve for. That is what the scale is going to show us. The scale is designed to just help show us where do we need to change things up? Are things moving in the right direction? You see, I can't expect to weigh 124 pounds when I'm eating like somebody who's maintaining at 130. I need to be onto myself. I need to be aware of the snacking, the munching, the crunching. I need to be aware of all of those excuses and justifications of a little won't hurt. This would taste really good right now. This wine will make doing this task a little better. (laughs) That's one thing I've had to watch for in the evenings. Is thinking that, oh, this glass of wine while I'm finishing up this project for work is going to make it better. So we want to start to really manage our thoughts about the scale, about what it means to weigh ourselves. I used to advise clients, if they got a lot of anxiety or stress or fear around the scale, I advise them not to weigh. Because there are plenty of other ways that we can track success, that we can track non-scale victories. And I'll go into that in just a sec. But that does us a disservice when we just say I'm not going to weigh because I can't manage my mind around it. I'm not going to weigh because I am too lazy to manage my thoughts about the number and what's really going on. That's ultimately what is going on here. If I am not going to manage my thoughts and my emotions about the number, if I'm not actually willing to track and get clear on what is the data, what do I have to work with, how can I assess and use this to inform the decisions going forward the next day, the next week, the next month, that is just laziness. There are not a lot of times I'm going to call people lazy. There are not a lot of times I'm going to call myself lazy, but that is lazy. And this is where we have to start to step up because lazy thinking will never get you what you want in life. It's never going to do anything good for you. This is where we have to get intentional and focused on managing our mind, managing our thoughts. This is the mindset work I was talking about last week when we talked about consistency. If you want to maintain consistent habits, you've got to manage your thoughts. You've got to manage your mind. 
And the scale is just there and it's designed to help show us how do we need to adjust? How do we need to pivot? How do we need to change? We've just been hypnotized into believing that the number on the scale defines who we are, that it defines and it creates our worthiness, our value, our lovability, how good we are. And it's easy to get caught up and thinking, well, I have to lose the weight. I have to have this number on the scale. Otherwise, I can't be who I want to be. I can't be happy. I can't feel the way I want to feel. I don't get to feel confident until the number is this way. Girl, let me tell you, I hit 124, hit the goal weight, still had to choose consciously to feel confident every day. I still had all the drama, all the negative thoughts. Well, you're still probably not going to look that great in a bikini. Well, you still might not look really good in that outfit over there. Well, you still maybe not be looking this way. Like, I still had the drama. I still had the thoughts. Hitting the goal weight. The weight does not change how we think about ourselves. That's why we have to do it right now. We have to start right now because it's a process. We've got to learn how to manage our mind all the way down the scale. And then when we get there, we still have to manage it because that number is not what makes us happy in life. And that was one thing that I realized too with hitting the goal weight. Again, it's this does not solve your problems, Jillian. I know you would think it will. I know you think it'll make you feel amazing. And yes, for a brief moment, there was that like celebration and victory of, hell yeah, I did it. But it was fleeting because life just took back over. And there was laundry and dishes and Caleb and the hubby and all the things. And then there was work and these projects and church and vacations and travel and sick family members and like all the things. Like we have to learn how to take captive every single thought. And in the beginning, it might feel like work. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes this might feel like work, but this is the work worth doing. And I guarantee that the more you do this, the more this becomes a habit, the easier this becomes. But we have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Start today. Start right now. Change the way you think about yourself. This is the work that we need to do. And this is the problem is that too often we let that number Dictate how we think and feel about ourselves, how good we are, how worthy we feel, how lovable we feel, how like amazing our life is. We let so much be dictated by that number. Of course, we're want, we're going to want to restrict and deprive and to go back into this kind of all or nothing approach when we think that number has to move. I just got to get a little more or I've got to get back on track. I can't lose. I committed to losing 10 pounds this month. And if it's eight, it's not good enough. We really have to be aware of the diet hell that we create for ourselves. So society, the the diet culture, like we can look at the diet and fitness industry. We can look at these influences, but ultimately the diet hell that you live in right now is your own doing. Just like mine was my own doing. We have to take responsibility for how we're showing up, for how we're thinking, for how we're feeling, for how we're creating the results. So how do you want to think and feel about yourself? Why do you think that is only possible or it's only okay after you've hit a certain number on the scale? How do we start to show up and do that now? Because just because I learn how to love myself and accept myself now, today, through this process, just because I allow myself more time to get there than I really would like. And I watch for that thought of you should be losing more. This should have happened by now. This isn't happening fast enough. Those are not helpful thoughts. Those are thoughts that cross my mind too. 
I have to redirect them. I have to give airtime to the positive thoughts. I have to shift into neutral and get into thinking thoughts that are going to create the feeling that will get me into the right actions that I want to be taking. Because stress, anxiety, fear, worry, resentment, bitterness, judgment, anger, disappointment, did I say frustration? (laughs) Like all of this is optional. And you can choose not to feel it. You can choose not to allow the scale or the number to make you feel a certain way. Because baby girl, you are choosing to feel that way. It's from your thoughts. If you would like some work with this, if you'd some help, reach out to me. Schedule a free discovery call. Let's talk. You can visit bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this idea around self-love and how do we change our self-concept and how do we, what does this mean? What What does this look like? This is one of the big areas that I help clients with. I've done a lot of work on it myself and I would love to help you with this too. Like this is important work to be done. We've got to learn how to manage our relationship to the scale, which means we manage our thoughts and our mind around it, which means we have a new process. We create a new process instead of maybe waking up, going to the bathroom, getting on the scale, and then having all the thoughts and drama, then going about your day, because I guarantee you get on that scale and it's not going to be the number that you want. When it when that happens, you go into your closet and you're going to hate everything in there. Nothing fits right. This doesn't look good. We just create this negative environment the rest of the day. So we've got to change that setup. We've got to learn how do we want to think and feel? How do we want to talk to ourselves before we get on the scale? How do we talk to ourselves afterwards? How do we get clear and assess? How do we designate one day a week where we're going to do this? And if you want to weigh every day, you can. Just recognize there's going to be more fluctuations and we want to look at the overarching trend. So we don't want to get hung up on, oh no, the scale went up a pound or two this week, or oh no, this isn't going down, or I'm maintaining, or we we get we jump to these conclusions without realizing that our body weight is going to fluctuate. For some people, it fluctuates a couple of pounds. For others, it might be four or five, six pounds. There can be big swings day to day. That's why it's important that we pick essentially one day and time where we're going to weigh. And if you want to do it every day, You need to be managing your mind about it every day, using it as data, using it to see how do I make different decisions? How do I make better decisions today? That's ultimately what we're looking for. How do we use this to inform and help us create the result that we truly want? But we still have to go back and look at why do we want it? This goes into like, why why do we want to lose the weight? Why do we think that this is the solution? And is there's nothing wrong with wanting to wear a smaller size, wanting to fit into your clothes, wanting to feel better in your body. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to be a certain weight. We just want to start to question what is the driving motivation and the factor here and really look at how do we do the self-love thing, the self-love work now throughout the process as we're losing the weight and then be so that we can maintain it. We need to be able to maintain the weight and we want to be able to maintain that self-love practice as well at the same time. So the scale is just one way that we can track data. There was a time, let's see, so 
after Caleb, I had lost like the 20 pounds. And for the next probably three, four months, the scale roughly stayed the same. I fluctuated in 129, 130, maybe 131. I was in this two pound range, 129 to 131. And during that time, it did feel a little frustrating when I felt like I was doing the things. I wasn't doing all the things though. I told myself I was, but I really wasn't. I told myself I was doing the things. I told myself I didn't have time to track. I didn't have time to plan. I didn't have time to journal. I didn't have, right? Told myself I had a lot of excuses and justifications about stuff. But I also wasn't tracking my body size or shape or like inches. I wasn't measuring. That would have been really interesting, I think, to do is to see how even though the scale stays the same, the inches can be going down. I remember trying on a shirt and thinking like, oh, wow, this tank top actually fits like pretty well. Or I put on this long sleeve shirt that I had recently bought when we were in, when we were out shopping around Thanksgiving. And then I put it on again several months later. It was was like November, late November, early December until, I don't know if it was like February or March. It was like much later. But I put on the shirt and it went from being like really tight and me being like very self-conscious to, wow, this is really loose. So we have to be aware and mindful that the scale is giving us some data. It's giving us some points to look at, but it's not the only thing that we should be looking at. It's not the only reason why we should be praising ourselves. We want to look at how do I feel in my body? How do I feel in these pants? How do I feel in my clothes? You can actually measure and, and track that too. And see, oh, the number may not be changing much, but the inches are going down. And it's always dumbfounding when we're like, oh, the scale is staying the exact same, but I'm now wearing two sizes less. Like, it's like these things, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. (laughs) So we want to start to look at what are some other ways that we can track and see progress. So I 100% believe that we should be practicing weighing ourselves weekly and doing it from a place of learning how to talk better to ourselves, of learning how to treat ourselves better and different, and using that number simply as data and not making it mean anything about ourselves. But then we can also look at the clothing, the sizes. We can look at measuring and taping ourselves. And then really looking at our actions and praising ourselves for the actions that we're taking, not just the results that we're getting. So giving ourselves that like personal high five of hell yeah, you drank your water today. Way to go. I guarantee (laughs) I am not doing that. I I have been like consistently drinking my water. I get in probably 120 to 150 ounces a day. I get in a lot of water. I am never high-fiving myself about my water. Nope. And I should. That's an important thing. I've been sleeping better, right? Like I should be giving myself a high five for that. I need to be getting into the habit of praising myself for the action, for when I'm feeling the urge for the nuts and it's not on my plan and I t- and I choose. You know what? Today I'm sticking to my plan. I've decided that. Give myself a high five. Hell yeah. Way to go, Jillian. Like you are killing it. I have this, this back when I was a personal trader and group fitness instructor, this was years and years ago, I worked for a guy and the way that he would say my name, it was so funny because he'd be like, Jillian. (laughs) So now whenever I like praise myself or I, I have these thoughts, I have this little voice in my head now and it's Jillian, like way to go. 
And I know it sounds silly, but this is what we've got to, we've got to start talking to ourselves differently all throughout the day. We have got to start praising ourselves for what we're getting done, for what, for the action that we're taking. I do not praise myself enough for doing the dishes, for cooking, for grocery shopping, for cleaning and tidying up. I do not praise myself for the actions that I'm taking with meal planning and prepping, with even just doing my daily journal pages. I'm not praising myself enough. And this is huge. This is where I need to start getting into that, into really looking and identifying like, hey, you did awesome here. And when there are times when I overeat, because it still happens, just the other night I overate, really looking at, all right, what was going on? Ah, you thought you were still hungry, so you went back for more. And then as you were eating more, I was eating seconds. Oh, I realized, you know what? I probably just need to wait. I'm just not used to that pause. Like I've fallen out of the habit of certain things. That's okay. It's not a problem. And then I recognize, oh, I really want something sweet right now, but I don't have room. Like I'm already satisfied. I'm already done. Can I feel that disappointment? Yes. And I'm going to choose to not eat. Am I giving myself a high five for that? No, I'm not. And I need to. This is work that I'm still working on. And it's okay that we're not perfect with it. This is how we get better. This is how we make the progress. So we've, we want to start to look at the scale and the number as data. How do we use it to inform decisions and make better decisions and start to look at, okay, am I overeating? Are there urges that I'm giving into? Am I making a plan? Am I following that plan? Do, where am I eating off plan? Do I like my reasons for breaking that plan? In the moment, it might feel really good, but ultimately, if I look back on yesterday and think about it, do I like my reasons for eating off plan? There are going to be times where I'm like, yes, absolutely. Didn't have time to eat or didn't have time to make food. Shouldn't have planned to cook on a day that was a busier work day. So yeah, I like my reasons for eating a comparable swap instead of what I had made or what I had originally planned. Okay, I I can still eat off plan. That's not the issue. Am I still eating in line with what I had put though? And then really looking at, can we praise ourselves and start praising ourselves not just when the scale goes down, not just when we lose the inches or the clothes fit better, but can I start to praise myself and reward myself mentally and emotionally for the actions that I'm taking, for getting in my movement? for drinking my water, for sleeping, for making a plan, for stopping when I'm satisfied, for recognizing that, for even creating a pause, for saying, you know what, I'm, I'm still, I still feel hungry. I want to go back for seconds, but I'm going to wait 20 minutes. For following that plan, for saying, you know what, I said I would only eat one cookie. I'm just going to eat one cookie today. For saying I can just have one glass of wine and be satisfied and have it be enough. So this is the part of weight loss that most people are not talking about. This is not what you're going to find in a lot of other diet books of eat this, not that, and any other types of programs in the the fitness field. Like you are not going to get this kind of thought work. This is what's important. This will change your life. I guarantee it. This is how we this is how we get better. This is how we lose our weight. This is how we love ourselves more. We start to manage our thoughts. We manage our emotions and we choose to feel certain emotions on purpose. 
We can allow the negative emotions. We can allow ourselves to feel a certain way. And then we can decide whether or not we, we want to continue feeling that. We don't have to try and push it down. We don't just have to try and avoid any negative emotions. We just look at how do I allow this? How do I feel it? And then how do I move on and choose something different? So those are my thoughts on the scale. I'm sure this will come back up again. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about this some more. But this is something that that I just, I, I know so many of us women really struggle with the scale. Do we weigh? Do we not weigh? How do I manage this? And it's, it, it's an easy thing to just throw the scale out and to say, I'm not going to manage my mind around it. This is what we get to practice is managing our thoughts and really praising ourselves for the work that we're doing and even for the guts and the vulnerability to try, to keep going, to ask for help, to get support. Give yourself praise for that, to be working on your belief, on the belief that you can do this, that you will succeed. So I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> So if you would like some help with this on looking at how do we start to look at non-skill victories? How do we start to praise ourselves more? How do we change our relationship to ourselves? How do we change the way that we think about ourselves and change this self-concept, change our self-belief, change our self-confidence without relying on the scale to dictate that for you? How do you take back that control? If you would like some help with this, then I would love to chat. So again, bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. You'll see my calendar pop up. Find a day and a time that works well for you. And let's talk because this is what I help women with. This is, it's a process, but it's going to be so worth it. It's not hard. It just takes a little practice. It takes some intention. And I guarantee it's going to be easier than you think. And then on the days where it doesn't feel easy, where you have those meltdown moments where you're feeling frustrated or angry or just defeated, that you got me. That's why I'm here is so that on those days, I help bring you back to center and I help redirect you and keep you focused. All right. Well, we have a masterclass coming up soon. I'm so excited. So I'm going to teach you how to lose weight eating the food you love, especially during the holidays. So as we get into October and we are getting into Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas, I am doing a workshop every single month. That way you can practice and we're going to implement it. Each month is going to be geared towards the holiday that's coming up. We'll be talking about stress, anxiety, fear, worry. How do we handle these things? How do we handle the holiday parties or the family events or the get-togethers or maybe the grief and the sadness? Maybe this is going to be a first holiday that you're spending without someone that you love and that you care about. The holidays can be it can be a challenging time, and it's also often a time where we just say, screw it. We throw everything out the window. I'll start again in January, and I don't want that for you. So the first workshop we'll be doing will be that week of October 18th. More details will be coming soon, but mark your calendars because I will be doing it live. There will be a replay, but you will definitely want to join me live if you can. So, all right. Until next time, everybody, have a fabulous day, a fabulous week. And remember, it's all about changing how we think about ourselves, how we talk to ourselves. Like that is the goal. This is what you can take action on today, starting right now. How are you going to talk to yourself about your day, about your job, 
about the traffic, about your kids, about your spouse. This is what's important. We start in one area. We can do it about the scale. We can do it about our bodies. And we can allow it to have this ripple effect so that we can ultimately create the body and the life that we crave. All right. I'll see you all next time. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.